Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Everybody, I'm Stacy J. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to an awesome episode of VO Buzz Weekly. Yep, and we have James Arnold Taylor on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Master impressionist and unbelievably cool guy. Absolutely, yes. he is. And we have a book giveaway, and you don't want to miss it. You need this book. I'm yes. not even kidding. He's not kidding. No. no. So let's go talk to James. Come on. Our guest is without a doubt one of the most versatile voice actors in the business. Promos, trailers, animation, video games, voice doubling, commercials, you name it, he does it. Iconic characters like Fred Flintstone and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank, Johnny Test, and did I mention that he also is the genius behind the one-man show, Talking to Myself, and a new inspirational book, Jat365. You guys have been waiting. The wait is over because we are finally going to get buzzed with... James Arnold Taylor. Okay. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. That was a one. That was the I best. I love talking about uh, you. Come on, really? How much she does? How are you? We, we have been talking we about you so for excited. actually uh, quite a few days now. Yeah. Um, and uh, in doing, you know, a bunch of research on you, not that we didn't know who you were, because yeah. everybody does. Oh, but nice. man, I got to tell like you, to dude. Dig. I've been on your website. <laughs> so has she? Sorry. Been on your website. <laughs> we've <laughs> seen updating. so. We were like, we're like just submerged in James Arnold Taylor, and you are. I was telling Stacy this. I go, I can't believe that one guy one can man. actually one man that one mm. guy can actually be that talented. I mean, the stuff that you do is mind blowing. You're like a hologram. You. I'm, I'm not actually here. Like every all the other voice actors could actually go on vacation. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I'll do, I'll do them. I'll do you. You know, Joe Cipriano just said to me uh, the other day. He said. We do voice under, you do voice over. <laughs> that's I good. Say, oh, I like on. that. But no, that's very kind. It, you know, it's one of those things of just being born and raised with the thought of voices. I want to do voices. And yeah. I knew mm -hmm. since I was four years old that this is what I wanted to do, and I pursued it yeah. pretty much with a passion. And so it comes out of me by watching all these people. So yes. you know. Well, yeah. speaking of four years old, um, let's go back to when you were a kid. What kind of a kid were you? Because I know you couldn't have been normal. I was a small <laughs> child. We were talking about yeah. that. I was always the smallest kid I'm in my waiting class. To I'm waiting for a growth spurt any She's day. Still, yeah. They say it'll I'll happen. I'll call you when okay, I, let me okay. know. And then I I'll eat the vegetables. You know. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah no. But okay. I was always the smallest kid in my class, and I was, uh, you know, kind of like Billy Crystal says, I wasn't the class clown, I was the class comedian. Mm -hmm. the, the difference is, the class com the class clown will go and, you know, run streaking through the hallways. The class comedian's the one that convinced him to do it. So I was kind of more that guy. I was always thinking about voices and characters and reenacting Steve Martin routines mm -hmm. and Robin Williams and doing all that. And, and I just, I loved the whole aspect of telling stories with my voice. Yeah. So uh, I had the old Radio Shack tape recorder 
and I was doing, you know, Rod Serling submitted for your approval. I was doing the little Twilight Zones. When and, you were how old? Uh, oh gosh, from by the time I was eight years old, I found oh, these wow. um, cassette tapes that had and records that had sound effects on them. So I was done. It was like, okay, so if I yeah. can somehow get this one to play over there, and you know, and then you turn it off really quick, and then you go over and you hit the play. <laughs> you know, and I was just I was making my own little shows, and so it That's was fun. so cool. And when I was uh, sixteen, I started as a stand-up comic. And then at 17, I went to the local radio station uh, in Santa Barbara. I'm from Santa Barbara, California. And I said, how do you get into radio? And they gave me a job passing out bumper stickers and sweeping <laughs> this up. This is how you start, That's son. Literally, yes. <laughs> uh, getting paid nothing. And I would mm -hmm. pass them out at concerts and go to the mall and whatever. And they had a big uh, video van at the time. You know, this was the 80s. And so yeah. I'd play the songs. And, and I would sneak into the production room at night. And I taught myself how to use all the equipment. So... Uh, I would do that, and I started making my own shows, and the program director knew it, so he, one night, it was literally like out of a movie, where they yeah. knew, okay, this kid, he's been doing this, and the overnight DJ is God knows where, it was a rock and roll station in Santa Barbara, <laughs> uh, he didn't yeah. show, so they called me and they said, can you go on, and I was like, you know, I was 17 years old, wow. like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, it'll be great, you know, yeah. I went out there, and I went on the air six hours, and oh loved my it, gosh. and uh, within three months, I had replaced the overnight guy and became that, and then wow. moved into the production director where I was writing, voicing, and producing all the commercials for that the station. That is so cool, man. So it was just, you Beautiful. know, and that's you in the middle of the night, and you need voices. Yeah. So you yeah. go, you need to well, keep I need one company. guy here, yeah. <laughs> and then another guy on the street, and you know, and then this person over here, and sometimes a lady, and you know, you just come up with whatever, so. That is so cool, man. Yeah. What station was that? That was KTYD. K-Tide. 99.9. K-Tide. KTYD. Yeah. Wow, man. And it was always confusing, you know, because it's James Taylor playing <laughs> James Taylor. So that's where the James Arnold Taylor. Okay. Right, from. right, right, right. So Is so, James Arnold Taylor your real name? It really name? is okay. my real name. That's yeah, cool. I was going to ask him that yeah. because yeah. I thought maybe his name was James in, Taylor, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute, you're not James Taylor." You're like, no, <laughs> no, I am, but I know you're not. Hey, yeah. you've got a friend. Ah, you yeah. need me. I'll be up on the roof. Okay. So, okay. so, so <laughs> winter, spring, summer. Fall. All you got to do is call me. <laughs> okay, we're done. You guys are crazy. Yeah. How did the whole voiceover thing start for you after radio and all that stuff when you were a kid? Your first like. Okay, so voiceover. Well, my first one was doing uh, language tapes for Japanese students. You speak Japanese? No. <laughs> Teaching them how to speak English. Yes. So Jimmy Messina of Loggins and Messina had a studio in Santa Barbara mm -hmm. and he needed someone to come and do some of uh, some, you know, archiving of some tapes and stuff. And then he said, well, would you be interested in doing voice work? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, there's this Japanese company that needs some tapes done. And so it was like, Billy has a ball. His ball is red. You know, and you had to over enunciate everything. And yeah. Shortly after that, they decided to do some video games. So these were like you know, this was 25 years ago, yeah. and I did this game called Distrega, and then another one called Emmett. And Emmett was time backwards, so I, I mm. played a character that aged backwards, and they needed somebody that could be an old man that also then got a little younger and younger and younger, and then finally he got to the point where he was a little kid, and he was just, you know, so yeah. that I was the guy that could do it, and so that started that, and then I went into, um, I came out to Los Angeles to do syndicated radio. Mm. And I did things for Howard Stern or Rick Dees or all these guys. And uh, eventually 
Persistence. Here's the thing. Persistence in voiceover. So I had my own home studio. Yeah. I would record my friends' demos, my friends that were actors that needed their voiceover demos. And I'd say, okay, the payment is you take my demo in to your agent. Nice. Nice. So they kept doing it, and the agents kept going, yeah, whatever, fine. You know, they yeah. figured, okay, he's just doing demos. He's... And finally one agent listened to it. And I got a call, and it was like the rest is history. And mm -hmm. from that point on, I've been working ever since. Wow, so, yeah, that's was, cool, man. That was uh, about almost 20 years ago, yeah. Yeah. You see that? You see what it takes? Okay. First thing you need to do is pass out bumper we stickers and everything else. We love the P word. So we love persistence. persistence. We are fans yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah, especially in voiceover, because people go, oh, it's such a little click. How do you get into mm -hmm. it? What do you mm -hmm. Persistence. If you're good. The other thing is, is you, I'm sure you talk about this all the time. I've seen it on the show. It's like... The nicest group of people you'll ever find are voice yeah. actors. True. Yeah. So it's not like somebody's going to go, sorry, man, you can't come in. If you're good and you can play, you're you're going to be a part of it. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, and, and, it's, and the community is always willing to help. Yes. You know? Right. So Absolutely. Well, and cool. working for 20 years and counting, what have you? What are kind of some of the biggest differences that you've noticed from then to now? Oh, you know, it is a different world. Um, now, you know, it's like when I started, it was it was still kind of the announcer kind of thing coming in. And, and then that went away to the cool guy, you know, it's like burger, fries, yeah. and Coke, Phil, you know, Phil Buckman. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's just kind of this thing where it's just regular voice. And right. I, I don't want to say it annoys me, but it kind of annoys me. <laughs> it really annoys me. It really. What James means to say <laughs> is he's annoyed. Yeah, there's so much. We're so inundated. Everybody wants to be a voice actor. And I think that's great. I yeah. love that people are fascinated by it and they want to be a part of it. But the thing that's happening is, is you're getting this. I think what happens is producers and stuff want to do something so different. Mm -hmm. But they're going too far over. And yeah. I hear a lot of voiceover now where I go, well, I couldn't understand what they said. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I just. Yeah, they're so a, into yeah. like the being so, real that they're so forgetting real. about the words. I was like, so really right now, real. Just go do this and now. You know, it's like, okay, I can't. Yeah. yeah. But I like the old, you know, Corey Burton and I, we're the, you know, we like to put our hands on our ears and yeah. talk like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a reason they did that, so you yeah. could be understood. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's not to not to bag on the way voiceovers no. change, but it is, right. it's ever-evolving, and I think people are always looking to be something different. Okay, so we know <laughs> what you don't like. Yes. Uh, would We've you like to share a part oh. of the difference between then and now that maybe you do like? No, that's you know, and it's funny, there's, there's so much that's the positive. The positive is, is again, the fact that voiceover is so prevalent and so many people know about it and learn about it from video games yeah. now or, or um, movies that are cast not just with celebrities and such, that there's, there's a want for people to actually want to be a voice actor. I think that that's fantastic. Social media has allowed us to become that much closer to our fan bases yeah. mm -hmm. and to interact, and people are always learning more. I think the thing that's really cool about it is people are seeing that it's a craft yeah. and that it truly is an art. It's yeah. not just what it used to be of, you know, kind of the guy with his hand on his ear, because there's also a negative to that. Yeah. And uh, it really is a whole new craft now where you go, I have to tell an entire story with my voice, yeah. and everything has to be heard and emoted from that. And people are learning how to do that now. And there's kids that are growing up wanting to be voice actors. That's pretty neat. Did you have, you know, because you have that, that cool. transition, people say, well, if you were in radio, and did mm -hmm. you have that sort of, were you the radio guy? I, you know, I guess I was. To transition to voice acting. I started in radio, so it, it was kind of a, um, 
I'm the radio guy that uh, doesn't do the radio guy thing because mm-hmm. right. I have the right, right. I have kind of the natural kind of Michael J. Fox kind of sound, and so it was always that, and I was always booking that kind of like friendly announcer, you know, the Rob Paulson kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it it was a difference, but radio I think is a huge part of voiceover because I learned technique from that. I learned mic mm-hmm. technique and headphone technique and timing, and, and timing yeah. or yeah. timing. Uh, and, <laughs> and how not to screw things up. Yeah. Right, there's exactly. no you second to get it take. right the yeah. first time. Reading cold because you yeah. are in radio, you're always reading cold mm-hmm. and it's always about that. I always tell people if you want to be a voice actor, you've got to get things and read the paper out loud, read books out loud, read everything out loud and just right. know it backwards right. and forwards. Yeah. Right. So I would like to talk about your fabulous new book. Come Absolutely. On. Jat oh, yeah. 365. Okay. Yeah. So people go, what is Jat? Yes. Yeah. What is Jat? Okay. Jat is James Arnold Taylor. There you go. Simple. Because James Arnold Taylor is really hard to write. <laughs> well, it takes up a lot of uh, letters. Space, man. Okay, first just, of all, yeah. I just have to say the color scheme is genius. Oh, well, thank you. I love, okay, it's so I, you have color. to, I mean, really? yeah. I hey. love this book. It's so, so inspiring. Talk a little bit about why you did it. Sure. And what, what is it? And well, we okay. have a little giveaway, so oh, stay tuned. Wow. Well, Jack 365 is 365 daily inspirations for the pursuit of your dreams, because mm-hmm. I am somebody that is all about pursuing their dreams, because since I was four, I have pursued this dream with a passion to be a voice actor. And so, and I've had a lot of struggles and challenges and things that we can talk about, I'm sure, but through that, I found a positive attitude is what really got me through it. Mm-hmm. And people being there to positively build me up, and so I want to be that for people. I want to be an ambassador of inspiration to people. So what happened was I was finding on social media for the last few years on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, I would put, I would challenge myself to put a positive message every day. And so I started collecting a lot of them and then I was thinking, well, this would be a good book idea. And then people started saying, you know, if you put these all in a book, I'd buy it. And I thought, okay, it's not a bad idea. So we started collecting them. And then when it got to about 150 of them, I really challenged myself to finish the rest and do Mm -hmm. another 100 and what, or 216 or something like that. And Mm so I thought, okay. I'm going to do this. So I started putting them all together and added to them. And every day I was putting new ones on. But the book also has, if I may. Yes, yes. you may. Um, so, and thank you. You know, I designed the whole thing. This is all a completely self-made, self-published Love book. It. Wow. So um, I, I designed all of it to look a little bit like a social media page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then inside is, you know, the days. Now, it's not a calendar. It's not like January, February. It's, right. So you can pick it up it's and you, put it down yeah, anytime. Anytime. And then there's an inspiration. And then you've got a little spot to diary, and I ask you a question that pertains to Give that inspiration. Give us a sample reading, James. Let's yes. do a sample. Give us a sample, James. Sit back, light the fire. Oh, Here yes. we go. Come where's on, your, where's Come your on pipe? Jack. We're ready. We need your vapor pipe. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's see. Well, wait, grow, live. If you're waiting for something today, know that in the waiting is where we grow. So embrace the wait and find peace with what you're learning through the process. And then there's a question. What has kept you waiting? So now you gotta answer the question. Mm-hmm. Got to think. Now there's also a little thing, accept forward and practice at the top. So when you oh, read it, love that. you accept it. You go, okay, I accept that, that's pretty good. Or James, you're nuts, I don't accept it. Um, then you forward it. 
meaning that you share that with somebody that day, whether you take a picture of it with your smartphone and send it off to somebody That's or cool. you just tell them about mm -hmm. it. And then the practice is to practice it, to put it into practice throughout your day and through your life. So it's very simple, but it's also at the same time, it's kind of a great journal for yourself. Absolutely. Because I ask you in it, what are your dreams? What are your goals? So you can look back a year later and go, oh yeah, I had that goal. I, oh, I achieved that or mm -hmm. I didn't achieve that. Yeah. Or I need to get back to that. So hopefully people will be inspired by it. It's, wow, a, yeah, it's a great really kind cool, of... Yeah, man. I mean, I've kept a journal for ever. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you when you write things down, yeah. it's a different level of, of consciousness yeah. and accountability. Absolutely. And you know, you can say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. But when you have to really take that thought and put it to paper or mm -hmm. iPad or whatever, I mean, I'm a purist. I love writing. Me too. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a totally different situation and it puts you in a different place of ownership to yes. really action your way towards whatever it is you're saying you, you want. make it a red letter date absolutely. in your life and you go i'm gonna actually yeah. do this because it's written down i should yeah, yeah. i love this congratulations yep. everyone absolutely, needs man. this everybody yeah. needs this yes. and the good thing is <laughs> but you that can't have mine james <laughs> is being very generous yes. with our viewers mm -hmm. and he has uh decided that he was going to give uh four lucky viewers a copy of this awesome book that's right what do they need to do to get it i don't know they need to say no. <laughs> Guess uh, what number you're thinking right I, now. <laughs> if you can write in and guess what number if he's thinking right in now, what we'll voice. Send you, in what voice? In what how voice? many eyelashes are on his right eye? Uh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> um, no, how about if they just they send a positive, something positive that has got them going uh, to my Twitter, which is at Jat Actor, J-A-T Actor. So at Jat Actor. Yes. And, and that's, that's, right my Twitter there that's my Twitter handle. So you're going to send it there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Send me an inspirational thing. There you go. And we will pick some ones that we like at random. At yes. random. And how many winners? Four winners. This Four. is the first giveaway of the book, by the way. Wow. Thank yeah. you. This well, is really, exclusive. really cool. The VO Buzz Weekly. VO Buzz Weekly. This is really cool, man. Can I enter too, or is that like against the rules? It's cheesy, Chuck. You can't. You know, no. Okay. It's embarrassing. Right. Yeah, Maybe I please. can just, I'll just buy one from please. you, man. Please. Get help. Do that. We're going to get you in the right group. We're going to get you in the right I'm going to give you one. Come on, James. <laughs> All right. Oh, you have to, that's cool, man. I'm excited. That's so very, great. Very cool. I'm really excited. And, and, um, just kudos for saying I want to do this and self-publishing because yeah. that's a really... It's, yeah, it's kind of one of those yeah. things where you go, can I do this? And then you look mm -hmm. and you go, yeah, I can do this. It's pretty easy. Why yeah. not? Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, so really quickly, you impressed the heck out of me today when I went to your website and I watched this little clip that you had that said 60 voices in 60 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Let's yeah. take a listen right now. Yeah. Ooh. Gilbert Gottfried. Michael J. Fox. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Christian Slater. Paul Reiser. Jack Palance. Daffy Duck. Johnny Carson. Jay Leno. Droopy Dog. Robert Stack. Foghorn, I say, I say, Foghorn Leghorn. Nicholas Cage. Henry the Chicken Hawk. Ah, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Sylvester the Cat. Sylvester Jr. <laughs> Dudley Moore. Yosemite Sam. Hey, Yogi Bear. Boo Boo Bear. Dennis Leary. Snagglepuss. Jack Nicholson. Speedy Gonzalez. Christopher Walken. George Bush. Marvin the Martian. Elma Fudd. Uh, Albert Brooks. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Bonnie Rubble. John Lovitz. Bill Clinton. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Ross Perot. Ronald Reagan. Rod Serling. Restro. George Jetson. Tweety Boyd. James Cagney. Popeye the Sailor. <laughs> Robin Williams. John Lennon. Humphrey Bogart. Wally Gator. Peter Laurie. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Al Pacino. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Beavis. Ha 
Black. Butthead. Yo! Homer Simpson. Gary Owens. And Don Pardo. <sighs> okay, so lo I love that demo, but have you met any of the people that you... Oh, yeah. And, and um, do they, are they aware of the doubling that you do for them sometimes, or how does yeah, that go down? I, I recently got to work with uh, one of my favorite actors, uh, Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've been Johnny's voice double for about 10 years now. Wow, for, man. Everything Willy from Wonka. Captain Jack, Willy Wonka, yeah. uh, the Mad Hatter, and then his regular speaking voice. And his voice is not that dissimilar from mine. It's just very mellow, and he's got a bit of an affected tone to it. And, right. And so uh, I got to spend all day with him from like 8 in the morning till 9 at night on a soundstage, just he and I doing uh, The Legend of Jack Sparrow. It's a Disney attraction. Mm -hmm. I don't think you know anything about Disney. Disney? Um, but, uh, Is that Busch Gardens? It's at, it's at Disney World. And uh, I'm the voice of the skull. So yes. there's the talking skull. Arr, Captain Jack, I see treasure, you know, and all that. And so That's I was up cool. on this 30-foot scaffold all day just in my regular voiceover stuff. I didn't have to do costume. And he's in full Captain Jack regalia. Wow. And he's dressed up and he's throwing bottles at me and shooting guns. And Because I was there for his eyeline because the skull floats around. And then they use this amazing Disney technology to have him appear as, I mean, it's like right, he's right there right. with people. And so all day on the set with him was amazing. But I didn't tell him that I'm his voice double because I just... I don't know. I felt a little funny about yeah, it. Yeah, you thought maybe he might like stab you, you or just something. Never, at that you point. never know. And I know John John Ratzenberger a bit, and uh, and I've been his double for many things for Disney as well for yeah. PT Flea and stuff. And yeah, I don't. Um, I know that David Spade once actually um, recommended me when mm. they were doing some stuff where they needed some of his voice to be replaced. And things. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't want to do it because <laughs> I've <laughs> done. I had done his stuff for a couple other things, and right. so his people somehow told. The producers, oh, I get that James Arnold Taylor guy, he'll do it and all that. Yeah. So I went in and 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 did it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So I've done a lot of his voice doubling and right. stuff. But uh, uh, Ewan McGregor and I, we've been in the same room together. But uh, and he knows, you know, that I, yeah. that, I that I do Obi Wan, you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So uh, what, what's okay, the? No, sorry. I got I'm sorry. it. I got oh, this one. Wait, nope. I'm gonna Please don't fight one. over me, really. No, we're going to James. I'll just I get inspiration. No, um, so so inspired. those 60 voices he said, man, really impressive stuff. Oh. So I have to, because some people are really, really great at impressions and yeah. others don't. Yeah. You have to have some sort of formula to learn how to do voices. You what, do. What, what is your formula that you use? Well, you know, for me, all voices are tones. And mm -hmm. so basically you can get from one tone to the next by, you know, essentially... Uh, adding a little depth or giving a little texture to the voice, adding an accent or raising up the pitch, whatever you have to do. So you can always find different voices in different places. And in my stage show, I do this bit where I, I run through all the different voices and I talk about how if you start with, um, I mean, I can do some of it if you want it. Yeah. But I happen Why to have not? pieces of the show right <laughs> Here, you're showing us our ears. Funny stuff. This positive is and a prepared. big treat. My I, um, favorite. I, I mean, I guess I could just. Whoops. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. This is your one-man show, talking, talking to, to myself. myself. So there's there's Michael Emerson from Lost. Yes. And he has that way of talking that makes everything sound a little creepy and just a little off. But now, if you take his voice and make it a little more rounded, you get Ron Howard. And we lose the folk and give it some soul, and it's Justin Timberlake. Now it's becoming like a social network of voices. Use some wizardry in the British accent, you get Daniel Radcliffe. Lay it back, give it a little twang, you get Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Flip it over, and it's Heath Ledger. It's the Joker, and he completes me. 
Shifting over just a little, it's Christian Slater. Who have you dropped down in tone is Jack Nicholson. You raise it back up and seem less interested, and it's David Spade, huh? And you are, oh, I'm McLovin, and I totally sound just like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, Doc, whoa, this is heavy. Also, let's drop it down in tone, and it's Shia LaBeouf. Oh, wait a second, Optimus, you mean to tell me that my car is a robot? Well, I gotta tell you, this is like unbelievable, you know? I gotta go tell Sandy, because it's crazy the way these voices intertwine. And the way I break up my sentence structure is not that dissimilar to a smarter than the average bear. Hey, roughy boy, roughy boy. <laughs> hey, Freddy. You know there, uh, Sammy, to properly connect the voices there, you just gotta... Goes on and on and on and on. Oh, so anyways, well, that deserves a little round of applause, oh, man. Oh, that was so cool. James. Thank you for doing that. That was but, a treat. You no, know, And so it is one of those things where you think about it and you go, yeah. Okay, so if uh, John Ratzenberg's right there, yeah. hey, Swedish Avenue. You know, you just started, I started thinking about those things. And what originally did it was Christian Slater to Jack Nicholson. Because, oh. you know, Christian Slater is he basically is. He's doing like a Nicholson. young Jack. Yeah. yeah. And then like Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel, basically the same voice. Mm -hmm. And when they're in movies together, it's always funny because then they're just, you know, huh? Come yeah. on. Eh, 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 eh. You know, it's just yeah. the same thing. Ralph Cramden yeah, and, and, and uh, Barney Rubble, just like yeah. uh, Jackie Gleason and yeah. Fred Flintstone, mm -hmm. um, who is near and dear to me. And uh, so there's those similarities in the voices, but there's also, I know that like when Jay Moore did mm -hmm. Christopher Walken mm -hmm. on Saturday Night Live years ago, he unlocked the code for all of us that do impressions. Yeah. And so, it was one of those things where you went, okay, he does this, and he breaks up everything. You know, and everybody does yeah. walking now. Yeah. But he's kind of like what Nicholson used to be. Everybody used yeah. to be Nicholson when it, I was doing right, yeah. right. comedy. So if you just find those places where they're similar, like John Travolta and, and Christopher Walken, you know, it's, you know, okay, what? You know, it's crazy. You know, it's you're right. It exactly. is. It's very similar. Yeah. Start thinking about them all. So in the show, I run through about 120 of them there in a row and just kind of, you know, at the end, it ends with Porky That's Craig. fantastic, yeah, man. Can people watch this on your website? They can. They yes. can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com. Uh, you guys have to go have there. To. It's a treat and There's a 30-minute version, There's, but you have to yeah. watch the full You the go full and you it's click amazing. on the stage show up on the top. Mm -hmm. You click on stage show, and there's a trailer, which is two and a half minutes. There's a half-hour version, and there's an hour version. And, uh, and I have a 90-minute version that is not on there yet. But Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's it's That's a lot of fun. And you've traveled all over the world doing the Ireland, show. Ireland, Japan, Florida, <laughs> um, Los Angeles, and all in between. Everywhere yeah. for a limited time. Yes, and and in the show, it's not just about doing impressions and stuff. It's really taking you behind the scenes of what it's like to be a voice actor. Yeah. And that's what I think is the cool part. And your fans will certainly love the show in that because I talk about you know. ABC takes, eating green apples, uh, wearing the right clothes, you know, whatever it is you need to do to be a voice actor. And I try to put it in an entertaining way mm -hmm. as well yeah. and talk about our lives as voice actors running around right. and doing that whole thing. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, <laughs> but has there yes, ever you been. Do. I love doing this. He does, right? Has there he ever does. been. He does. he does. I'm just going to ignore him. A, no, don't ignore me. This is a show, man. We're live. So then, James, what happened after you? <laughs> this is worldwide. Uh, has there ever been a voice yes. that has actually tripped you and that you couldn't mm. do, that you tried? And that's when we zoom out. Hmm. If you could cry One a hour. little. Two no. hours. If you could cry a little, that would really... Oh. It's sweeps week. Um, <laughs> yes. 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 a voice. You couldn't do Chuck. Once. Chuck. <laughs> Um, you know what it is? You know who it is? It's, uh, and it's somebody I actually know. 
Uh, I, not like, we're not like buddies, yeah. but um, our daughters actually were very friendly for a time, our little kids. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire has this voice that is so kind of unique in that kind of that youthful, yeah. you know, like Michael Sarah yeah, and him. They both have those. And everybody crackle. assumes I can just do it. Yeah. Because, yo, know, you do the Michael J. Fox and all the young voices and all that, you should be able to do it. And it's like, yeah, I can't do that one. Hmm. And um, so that one just gets me. Some voices are very close, like Ron Howard. Ron Howard's not that different from my voice. It's just a little more, you know, in there, yeah. right? So it, it's harder for me to get to those voices than yeah. it is, say, um, I don't want to blow out the mic, but if I'm doing Gilbert Gottfried. Now, of course, Gilbert's very loud and he's very different from me. You know, so or so yeah, but yeah, but do Fred Flintstone, Wilma, Bonnie, very different. So it's easier to go so there. So good, than right? To go than something similar. Something like yeah, if if I'm gonna do Michael J. Fox for a long period of time, you know, it's like okay, I have to be able to really hear him and not me. And mm. so how do you take care of your voice? Well, actually, I lost my voice uh, many years ago, on uh, February thirteenth, two thousand five. I woke up one day could not speak and wow. just massive laryngitis and I didn't know what was going on and I went to the doctor the next day yeah. and uh, went and found out that I had candida had grown really really strong in my throat the reason was we had black toxic mold growing in the walls of this house that we bought we were about to my wife and I were about to adopt our daughter from China and uh, so we bought this new house and it was all gonna be great and it was a money pit. I mean, it was everything. We had foundation issues, electrical problems, gas leaks, ducting, heating, everything. Oh and gosh. they put and nails- all this you found out after the fact? After the fact. They put nails through the pipes while they were hanging the drywall. Oh. So for the first year, water was just slowly leaking through the walls. And I looked down and I saw that the wall looked swollen and I put my hand down to feel for moisture and my hand just fell right in. Oof. And then of course I did what anybody would do. I stuck my face and went, well, what's that? And breathed it all in. And so I started feeling like, you know, oh, am I coming down with a cold or something for like months? Mm. And then it finally just culminated on that day. After where, you pushed the wall in, you mean, yeah. from breathing it like right there? Yeah, they, they, I had blood tests done. They found six different types of mold in the wall. All six were found in my bloodstream. Wow. And wow. so it created brain fog and fatigue and every, pretty much every problem you can imagine. I went from about 135 pounds down to 97 pounds. Wow. I, I wow. couldn't speak for more than just, I was kind of <clears throat> like, you know, in perpetual Michael J. Fox, well, Mallory mode all the time. And I had just booked... Fred Flintstone, Leonardo for the TMNT movie. Um, we were doing Johnny Test. Uh, the Clone Wars was about to start ramping up, and I had no voice, and I really had to figure out what to do. So I took a real holistic approach to it. Very for, long for, way for, around. For, for how long? Uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still doing it, but I lost my voice for about three months, where it was just not working for me, wow. and I had to really trick. Yeah, it and myself and do short bursts on the ISDN line. That's where being a voice actor, you know, sometimes it's good because you can, I had to kind of hide away too because, you know, when yeah. you're sick and then people think you're sick and they don't want to hire you and all that. So I did a lot of uh, ISDN sessions and oh. a lot of, I, thankfully I was doing a lot of promos in this kind of a voice and it was this kind of coming up next on Fox. And I could get there. So it was like the grace of God. Well, yeah, like, like Fox, oh, Spike, G4. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, that was all that, like, man, man thing. And, and yeah. it was working at the time, you know. Mm. But uh, but I couldn't do just me or animation, domination, the clean yeah. stuff. It was really difficult. So uh, I worked with a vocal trainer, Gary Katona, 
great guy, and he's all about rebuilding the vocal cords mm. because they're muscles. Yes. So right. I work my vocal cords muscles every morning for 15 minutes, just and then I cool them down at night. What do you do? I do exercises. So I start with oh, oh, oh over and over and over, okay. and then e, and then a. Ooh. So that's basically stretching them, right? Stretching them, mm -hmm. and, and I go down as low as I can and go up as high as I can, and. Um, and then I, I just really, and, and it helps with the resonance and stuff too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I watch what I eat. I only drink water. I maybe a little tea every once in a while, lukewarm, you know, or mm -hmm. room temperature water. Never mm -hmm. drink cold water. It's bad for you. And uh, no sodas. I don't drink any alcohol. I had to go on a very uh, holistic diet, actually a macrobiotic diet, which mm -hmm. they put yeah. on for people that have cancer. Yeah. And it was the only thing that helped me because the doctors wanted to put me on a bunch of medications that were actually making me lose my voice even more. Mm. Yeah. Drying me out. Sure. So for the last uh, almost nine years now, I've been a vegan and a very strict kind of macrobiotic kind of diet. But I love it now and yeah. my whole family has benefited from it. The crazy thing about that day, uh, February 13th, 2005, and I remember saying a little You're prayer. You're never gonna forget that no, day. I'll no, I'll never forget that day yeah. for several reasons though, because I was, I was saying a little prayer of just like, you know, okay, just get me through this. Just yeah. get me through this and give me a sign of something. And we found out six months later when we uh, adopted our daughter that that was her birthday. Oh. Wow. So she was born on that day, yeah. on that actual day. Oh. So it was, it was a nice little like, Everything's okay. Yeah. yeah. And everything has been great since then. And, you know, my stage show is about that as well and inspiring people that, you know, our struggles are really what make us who we are and they yeah. build us back up and they get us to this point of being even more because I was challenged all the more yeah. by that. Absolutely. Well, that concludes part one with the ultra-talented James Arnold Taylor. But we'll be back next week with part two. Don't miss it. And don't forget to tweet an inspiration because you need that book, you guys. Make sure to keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at Leo Buzz Weekly. We'll see you next week. And just remember, you, you always have time for a little, little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com, on their YouTube channel, or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.